Good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone here and in the overflow and, and uh, watching online. Caleb, when your daughter gets her first church, I'm, I'm coming to it. Very clear, very short message to the point. She's got it all. No notes. She will require no notes. It's all right there. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. So uh, this is a very important day. This is a very special day here in, in the life of Lakeland. Um, every three years, for the last 15 years, we enter a financial challenge season. This is a season when we step out beyond our normal weekly giving and try to raise a lot of money, usually over a million dollars for ministries here in our church, uh, in our community, and all over the world. Uh, At the beginning of this year in January, we began our financial challenge season for this three-year cycle, and we have themed it One Life one life, um, with the uh, theme being that you just have this one life to serve the Lord. You have just this one life to live for him, to make an impact for him, to do what he would have you to do. And so that was our theme. And in March, there at the end of March, we were all set to make our pledges and, and see what God has done and, you know, kind of get to the starting line of this three-year race. And then the pandemic, the lockdown, all churches closed. So at that time, the elders decided that it would be prudent to just put one life to the side for the time being Um, because of all the uncertainty and every member back then, every week, all the rules changed and whatever plans you're making on Monday by Thursday, that was the dumbest idea you ever had. And that's how we lived for, you know, a good five, six weeks. And uh, so we we put this to the side. Now, those ministries that we were called to were very important. Very important. The day God laid them on our heart. During the pandemic, though, they only became more important. In May, we started trying to check in with uh, the the ministries we were going to partner with. And I just uh, sent a message out and said, uh, tell us how you're doing, how the pandemic has affected what you're doing. And I got back from almost all of them uh, multi-page letters So I just want to share with you just a few excerpts of responses that we got. Um, Veronica's Voice is a ministry we partner with that helps women leave the sex trade. Prostituted uh, women, they come in off the street, they live in a home rent-free, they get counseling, they get job training, they get addiction uh, recovery programs. And Veronica's Voice, uh, right now in Kansas City, Kansas, there's five gals living in a house taking this journey toward freedom together. And here's what they sent me. Uh, Dear family and friends at Lakeland Community Church, the number of requests for help that we received have increased. It's a very scary time for so many. Rather than holding the residents back, we're in the process of expanding our computer lab and have a financial planner and an occupational therapist working with us pro bono. Our future plan includes preparation for our own capital campaign to purchase our second house so that we can welcome more sisters home. Thank you for believing in Veronica's voice and for believing in each one of our residents as she engages in her fight for freedom. The Global Orphan Project is a, a ministry that uh, works with lo- through local churches in the Middle East, in North Africa, and the Caribbean. And their focus these days is on orphan prevention because in those parts of the world, most orphans have a family. They just can't take care of them, so they turn their own children over to an orphanage. So the local churches in those countries are working to strengthen those families through something called the Father's Family Program. 
Uh, the Global Orphan Project sent me this, that this year has brought trials and tribulations unlike any other time in Global Orphan Project's history. In spite of these trying times, we're seeing a massive outpouring of the Holy Spirit through the local church to care for families and children in crisis. Practically speaking, our global partners are seeing an even bigger pandemic of domestic abuse than COVID-19. Now more than ever, focus on orphan prevention through family strengthening is paramount. In Nebi, Uganda, there have been zero registered cases of domestic violence from those families involved in the Father's Family Program. And it only costs $240 for a family to participate in that program for two years. So we want to raise uh, $25,000 each for Veronica's Voice and for the Global Orphan Project over the next three years if we can do that. Prodeo is a ministry that was actually started by Lakelanders, and that is a youth center here in Lee Summit that works with at-risk teens, giving them a safe place to be and good activities to be involved in and supporting their education and their their growth. Uh, Elaine sent me this. Our needs are even greater now as we face a year without our normal fundraising efforts. We transport teens from schools to the teen center as well as to activities after school and on Friday nights. A second van is needed to meet the number of teens being served at the center. Please pray for teens served by Prodeo. Suicide, anxiety, depression, and stress are so prevalent among our teens. We are praying that he will lead the people involved in the One Life Initiative to support the efforts of the Prodeo Youth Center, Lee Simmons' only after-school teen center. We'd like to raise $25,000 over three years for Prodeo. The Anapra community is a ministry here at Lakeland. It's a a redemptive community. Many of you are a part of it. And it supports Anapra, which is a neighborhood in Juarez, Mexico. There's a library there, and we meet a lot of uh, food needs and, and things like that. It's almost like we have a sister city in Mexico. And we received this update. Estella, our local ministry partner, contracted COVID and was very ill for several weeks. A lot of you have met Stella. She's been here a few times uh, sharing how the ministry is going. Through God's grace, her life was spared. She was not able to get treatment at a hospital, but her family was able to get prescription meds and successfully nursed her back to health. Estella's husband and grown children have been furloughed, leading to further stress for her. With many families furloughed on reduced hours or out of work, the biggest concern during COVID has been hunger. Lakeland provided a large food basket in March to help build a reserve for the beans and rice families. Additionally, Estella identified five families with particularly difficult situations, and Lakeland provided groceries for help with utility bills. So thank you for all of you who made, who made that possible. We'd like to raise 12000 or more for the Anapra community. One by One is a new ministry we want to partner with this year that uh, serves an impoverished region up in the mountains of Jamaica. And we received this update from them. The COVID-19 pandemic has affected our ministry in Harmons, Jamaica dramatically. Because of the pandemic, no teams have been to Harmons since the second week of March. This means that all the people that are employed by One by One to Jamaica have no work. We have done our best to help them with their basic needs. The church we started, Grace Community Fellowship, is growing exponentially and desperately needs a new space for worship. They are having standing room only crowds. We need funds and bodies to help come build the church building. Thank you for having our back. We are truly blessed to have a relationship with Lakeland Community. We'd like to 
to raise 25000 if we can to help Grace Community Fellowship and Global Orphan Project. I have twice that many updates from, from other ministries uh, that we partner with. We also have things here on the home front. You know, for several years we've been talking about our parking lot. We need to put a two-inch overlay of asphalt over that because we've got alligator cracks. That's where cracks meet other cracks, so it looks like alligator skin. Well, I don't know if you remember, but shortly after the lockdown, we had some flash floods. If you remember the flash flood rains, well, those rains got underneath the asphalt and started prying it up. Right where our kids are doing their kids' ministry right now, there's a 15-foot-long section that uh, Pastor Dan describes as gravel oatmeal. So, you know, where it turns the gravel and you got the asphalt dust, you get a little muddy water in there and you've got gravel oatmeal. So if you know anything about asphalt lots, you know that if we go through a winter like that, that freezing water gets in there, expands and breaks that all up. By spring, we could have the biggest potholes your car has ever tumbled into. So uh, got, we got big stuff here too. Now I do have some good news. Over half of the money that we raise goes to the mortgage on this ministry facility to continue the ministry that happens here and that goes out from here. So uh, in June, the bank contacted us out of the blue and offered to extend the terms of our current loan from 10, out to 10 years. Now, we were set to pay off before that happens, and that means, so that means our current terms would be protected. We wouldn't have to go back to the bank for a new deal. And they offered to take almost a full point off of our loan on the interest rate. So Tim Barr called. He's a volunteer just like you. He's, he's also the financial wizard of the church. And he said after negotiating for about 90 seconds, he was able to get a full point. So a full point has come off of our mortgage interest rate. That means we're going to be able to pay it off even faster and, and less money toward interest. And so we're really, really excited about that. Uh, we expect this building to be paid off in 2026. So that is coming, coming right up. Another piece of good news that I have, even though we put the One Life Financial Challenge on pause um, in March, 70% of families here in the church gave something to it anyway. 70% gave to it Anyway, in fact, we're on pace this morning as if we had started in March, even though we didn't. That's how we, yeah, amen, amen. That is why you've not heard anybody hitting the panic button on the mortgage. And that's why we have been able to support, uh, some of these letters included emergency needs that these ministries had right then. And we were able to meet all the emergency requests that they made in, in, uh, from March till now. And so that was because a lot of you just went ahead and got started, and God bless you. You've, you've, you've made a great, a great start to things. So because of that, because these needs are still important, because they've grown and intensified, and because with 70% of people already participating, there's obviously a lot of support and excitement here in the congregation, the elders decided back in July that we would begin again the One Life Financial Challenge. And today is the first day that many of you are, are hearing about that decision. So we're excited to do that. Today is not a day that you're being asked for a pledge. Um, today is a day that we're asking you to do two other things. Um, first of all, let's spend the next couple of weeks together just getting smart again about the One Life Financial Challenge. What are the ministries you're supporting? What are the needs? You've, you've heard about half of them. There's another half. Um, what's it all about? And the second thing we're asking you to do is to pray. 
for the next two weeks. Pray about what your involvement will be. What God is maybe calling, calling you to. Now we have some things coming up to help with both of those. First thing, starting today, but I think tomorrow, we're going to have the Story Blitz. The Story Blitz. Every day we're going to put out a short video about one of the ministries at Lakeland or around the world that One Life will support. I just ask you, just watch that video and just see where the ministries are, what the needs are, and how it's going. And then also use that as a prompt to pray. Lord, what, what are you calling me to? How do you want me to be involved? So if you watch those videos each day, that would be the opportunity to cover both things. We're asking for a prayer and to, to get smart on the One Life Financial Challenge again. Next week, we're going to have a tailgate party in the parking lot and a prayer event inside. So two for the price of one after church next Sunday. And if you're in first service, we'll do the prayer part between services as well. I already told them that. Most of you are permanent second service folks. So the parking lot, we're going to have the Kona ice truck back. That's that snow cone truck. Now, we really undersold this last time because I had never been to it before. But when I was a kid, when we're going to talk snow cones for a minute. When I was a kid, when you got a snow cone, it looked amazing. And you went like this and all the color was gone. Right? You remember that? You just had a cup of ice because they would like put the syrup in like, Whoop. Okay, with the Kona ice truck, you get a cup of ice, then you walk over and you put your own syrup on it. I have waited my whole life to put my own syrup on it. I put colored stripes. When I got done with my ice, there was an inch of standing syrup in the bottom of my cup and I drank it. So bring the kids, bring some extra money because the Kona ice truck is going to be here. Now, while that's going out out in the parking lot and we've got masks and we're distanced and we're hanging out with our friends, inside you see these prayer stations and they're distanced. And just go around, read about the ministries that you, don't wish you, knew, that you wish you knew more about um, and, and mostly pray. Pray about, Lord, what are you calling me to? I saw one, we had these up a, f- a few weeks ago, and I saw one couple, they were taking their kids around and showing their kids what they're all about. And the kids were like, oh, I want to I do this. What an important lesson for children, right? Because this is why our family sacrifices. This is what we're all about. These are the most important things you can do in the world. And so it's a good, it's a good time. So let us pray next Sunday after church and enjoy some amazing snow cones with all the syrup you want to put on it. And then two weeks from now, September 27th, that will be Celebration Sunday. That will be the day that we come and we make our pledges and we see what God is going to do through us for the next three years. For those of you who are on the live stream, we will have a digital option for pledges by then. Uh, We're still working on that so that everyone can participate and we can get to the starting line of this three-year journey all together. So that's what we're doing for the next couple of weeks. Now, Pastor Dan has some other pieces of good news about the church, about some other ministries. I've saved some of that back. So come next week and come the 27th, and we have some other exciting announcements to make about how things are going. What you should be asking yourself then right now is, okay, this sounds great. It's obviously very important work. How should I respond to this? Because if you haven't noticed, 2020 is kind of a weird year. How should I respond to this in these times? For, there's probably like three groups of people. For one group, there's kind of a no-brainer answer that, you know, for some of us, we're very secure, job's very secure, finance is very secure, doing quite well. Some of us, 
better than we have done in past years. You know, like grocery stores doing better than restaurants. Things have, they've changed. For those folks, it's probably a no-brainer answer. Make a pledge and participate. When you're doing well, and there's a lot of people in the world who aren't, the, the human thing to do, and definitely the Christian thing to do, is to, is to help and, and share with what we have. So for, the, for folks like that, that's a pretty easy answer. There's another easy answer, and that's for folks who are in a real bad spot. Real bad spot. I know a lot of you have lost your jobs. Some of you, both people have lost your jobs. So no income in the house. So pretty not hard to figure out there that probably this is a good time to put this to the side for a minute. Focus all prayers, all energies on making ends meet, on getting through, on finding employment. We'll come back to this and celebrate it often. And when you get to the place where the Lord has seen you through, and he will, when your prayers are answered, then you can give a, a thankful offering and, and make a pledge at that time. So for those folks, I don't think it's a difficult decision. Then there's all of us in between. We're secure enough and doing well now, but will it hold? If 2020 has told us one thing, it's like that things can turn on a dime real fast and often. So uh, most of us are probably more in this middle category. Doing okay now, but will it? Will it hold? Actually, and I are in this category. I mean, the church is doing great, but if you really think about where money in a church comes from, it's people online typing something in or slipping something into a metal box at the back of a room. That's not an awesome business model. So it's, you know, it's good right now. Praise the Lord. Are we going to make a pledge? For all of us here in the middle space, my encouragement to you is yes. Yes, let's go ahead and make a pledge. That's what Ashley and I have done. And I want to share with you six, six reasons why we did that and why I recommend it to you also. The first reason is, is that truly none of us are that secure. Even those of us who feel very secure right now, we're not really, there's always something in the world that can change. And so we're really all living by faith all the time. And so you're just as uh, good to make a pledge as, as anybody else is because we're all really living by faith at all times. Second reason is if things go bad, if things make a, a, a turn, you can always put a pledge on pause. You can always stop. You can always alter it because that's reality. That's reality. You've all been a part of this congregation long enough to know there's nobody here who's going to say, well, now, you turned in that pledge card, so I, I know you lost your job, but you're just going to have to figure that out because you turned in a pledge card. Nobody's like that around here. You know that. You already knew that. Um, in fact, this is, this is a great time because the whole world's in the same boat. Everybody on the whole planet understands that these are hard times. Everyone will understand if you have to make a different decision later, which kind of goes along with the third reason. If things never do go bad, if the Lord carries you through and the times you're in, pretty well hold through it, and you get to the end and you didn't make a pledge, then you'll kind of have that, I could have done it. I was overly cautious. So I would go ahead and make a pledge because if you come out on the other side, you're like, the Lord carried us through, praise the Lord, and I did the right thing. I was faithful. Fourth reason is you have a huge safety net just by being a member of the community. Just by being a member of the church, there's a huge safety net for you. We have a benevolence fund. We've always had a benevolence fund. 
Um, the Benevolence Fund is primarily for folks in the church who have fallen on hard times, gotten behind, can't pay a medical bill, can't make a utility bill, um, having a rent trouble, and, and you can bring that into the church, and, and there's a pastor who will look over that and, and take care of that. So Benevolence here at Lakeland usually has about 1500 or 3000 in it, and nobody from Lakeland ever asks for it. That's usually how it goes. So we end up at the end of the year sharing it with Lee Summit Social Services, or we just give it to random people who come in, you know, a grocery card or a gas card. I think half of them are scam artists, but that's between them and the Lord. We'll just do the right thing and share. It's a grocery card. It's a gas card. It's not a big deal. Now, let me tell you that within the first two weeks of the pandemic, people flooded money into the benevolence fund. Because this is not a recession where all the ships sank. This is like a weird pandemic where the ship tipped, right? And some of the places you worked for went underwater. But some of them, right, were raised up. Some things did a little better. You got busier. Well, what happened here at Lakeland is all the people up on this side, and I think some people right at the waterline said, let's make sure everybody's taken care of. Clearly, some of us are not affected or are not as affected, and some are real. Let's make sure everybody's taken care of. In two weeks, the Benevolence Fund swelled from $1,500 to over $20,000. And we had needs to take care of here in the church, and people came forward, and people were taken care of. But still, there's over $10,000 sitting there. If you have a need this morning, there's a medical bill, a utility bill, a rent that you can't make. Contact Pastor Marta and let's talk that through because the spirit of the church was, let's make sure everybody's taken care of. No one needs to do anything desperate or weird or payday loans or none of that craziness. Don't do that. You have a safety net just being part of a church. And so you can make a pledge. And if it turns out that things go bad, you're part of the community and we're looking after one another. Fifth reason, it honors God. It shows where your trust is. You know, there's no amount of caution and no amount of hoarding money you can do to really take care of all your needs. Um, it's really in God that we trust. And when you make a pledge, you say, that's really where I'm banking my faith. That's really on who I trust to carry me through this. And the final reason is, uh, remember the lives of the saints. Remember the lives of the saints. Now, saints have come to mean a weird thing these days. You know, it's somebody who did a certain number of miracles and they were famous and the Pope said they got to be a saint or, or something. I don't really know how they picked that. But in the Bible, that's not what saint meant. In the Bible, the Apostle Paul called everyone in the church a saint. It just means the holy ones or the holy people. People who live for a different reason. Uh, people who live a different way. So you're all saints. You all live for a different reason. You live for Jesus Christ than a lot of other folks who live around you. You all live a different way than a lot of the people you know. You are saints. So remember the lives of other people like you. When they were sick, when they were broke, when they were oppressed and persecuted, they never stopped caring for others. You've seen that story many, many times. You're a saint too. And by stepping into that story, you're actually stepping into something that makes perfect sense for who you are. It's actually not a weird or wild story at all. It's a story that's been tried a thousand times by saints before you, and it has produced wonderful and miraculous results. Because just like Jody said, and Caleb's daughter, God is faithful. God is faithful. 
It's not that strange of a story for us. We've seen it before. We've been part of it before. Amen. Amen. So this week, check out the story blitz each day. Kind of re-up on what one life is all about. Um, Use it as an opportunity to pray. Lord, what story do you want me to step into? Uh, Join us for the tailgate uh, next week. Bring your snow cone money and your syrup hand ready to go. And, uh, And then inside, we'll have these prayer stations for an afternoon of prayer together. And then Saturday, uh, Sunday the 27th, mark that down. That is Celebration Sunday. And after we have prayed and heard from the Lord, that will be the day that we bring forward our pledges to see what God is going to be doing around here. Amen? Amen. Well, definitely, you want to be back next week and the week after. We have some other exciting pieces of news to share. I just got some emails Tuesday that were super encouraging. So we're excited about some things coming, coming along. Before the lockdown, the elders got together around a table and talked a little bit about financial challenges and this season of church life that we have here at Lakeland. And we made a video of it. And I would just like to close today sharing that video with you from the uh, elders of the church. I think it's the responsibility and the privilege and the calling of the local suburban middle-class church to fund the gospel around the world. And I say responsibility and privilege because that is what we're called to contribute. That's our role. And I get that simply from the time we were sitting up there in Pastor Gao's house in Vancouver. And he said, uh, there are those who can share the gospel in China, and there are those who can fund it. And then he looked at me and he said, do you speak Chinese? And knowing I didn't speak Chinese, and I said, then I guess we know what our one option is, and that's to fund it. And that's how we got involved in that. But, But I do think it's a responsibility. It's not just an option. Everyone will stand before their Lord and you know, hopefully hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of your master. I don't know if that's an option. I think that's a calling, that's a mandate, that's a throwdown. That's what you're after. And there'll be, there's a lot of ways to do it. You can go do it. You can go do Global Orphan or move the inner city. Um, that's certainly, you know, courageous beyond measure. There's the other thing where God has called you to go to work earn a paycheck and go beyond just tithing into generosity and and to fund things well beyond you. I can go through life, we can go through life, you can go through life with closed fists, with clenched hands, or open palms. Uh, I know for me, Lakeland and God using Lakeland and the folks around this table and hundreds of others have forced me to open my hands and not fight and be selfish and think about possessions and money, but to give it away. And by giving it away, so much more has come back to me, more than I could have ever imagined. And so the initial fight in every three-year cycle over the last 15 years, I'm doing this, and then through the Spirit and the Word and the people around this table and my wife, Crystal, forces me to open up my hands and then I am able to see 
and hear and grow and let go. The resources that comes out of an event like this is staggering when you see what's going on uh, overseas and even recently with Welcoming the Stranger. And we have the opportunity to reunite two families. Mm -hmm. In the suburban culture that we have, it's a good way to figure out how to limit your lifestyle, how to say, how am I gonna share what I have with somebody else? When we had the initiative leaders come that evening, oh, yeah. one after another after another, yeah, it was just astounding. I mean, it just, it still is so encouraging to me, the so, spirit moving. So much going on. Yeah. So and beyond cool. us. I think right. that's the, the power of it oh, is, is yeah. that it's not us. Mm -mm. You know, we did one thing. And, and then, like the way it's supposed to do, and the way we prayed, and the way we thought about it, it should go to others, and other, everyone else takes up the ball and runs with it. But I think that's where we're, we find ourselves right now, is on this mission, you know, of the one life that we have, and this privilege, and this responsibility, and this calling to do as much as we can uh, with, with whatever we have, and bring others in to the Lakeland community, and say like, this is the challenge for you. Will you take it up? Are you gonna do this as well? I long so much to hear those words you said earlier. Well done, good and faithful servant. Mm -hmm. And I think I have one life to make that happen. Mm -hmm. I, to accomplish that, I got one shot, that's it. So it just means so much to me when I think about those two are just one life. Make it happen. Do it now. Get it done. Don't wait. Because you never know. That's when right. It's going to be over. There's no guarantees. That's right. So, Young or old. That's right. That's right. Well, let's stand together. We're going to say a word of blessing to each other. If you'd like to stay after the service for the uh, Lord's table, that will begin shortly. May the peace of the Lord Christ go with you wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness and protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our doors. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.